A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Michael Hampler and Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. We are the Dudley Boys, and we're here to review last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A daily wrestling <laughs> podcast where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Cedric to review last night's NXT, the go-home show ahead of NXT. No, merci. Pretty great. Yep. Uh, was it? Yep. Lots of uh, <laughs> lots of, lots of nonsense. Lots of rubbish. Three segments. Thirty <laughs> stacks. No complaints from me. I was watching, knowing exactly what you would be like. Going deep into the notes for this morning when you got into work. <laughs> so they were there, present and correct. I thought it was a pretty impressive attempt to get somebody over in one night in, oh, tri- yeah. in Trick Williams. Are you that- joking? What? I thought I thought it was pretty effective across the whole night. Um, oh, only thing lacking was the in-ring. But then maybe like Monday Night Raw gobbled all that up for the Yeah. Week. Yeah, there's nothing happening in the ring. And I thought the yeah. trick stuff was pretty rubbish for... Yeah. I will let it play out. Uh-huh. Sean Michaels, hooker of this crap, has <laughs> somehow earned that. Depending on how things shake out at the WWE NXT, no, merci. I might be able to rationalize that particular finish, mm. but we'll get to it. We will get to it. Let's dive straight into it then. Busy show, lots of stuff happening on here, uh, including the Global Heritage International Tournament final to see who would face Noam Dar at NXT. No, merci. On Saturday, uh, it was of course Joe Coffey, Joe Coffey Booker uh, versus Butch. You catch that? Call him Joe Gacy. Just halfway through, <laughs> oh, yeah, as he does. There's more more Booker stuff to come later. Metaphor: We pre- we made our guesses. We didn't get it right. I've I've written down day at the races slash posh twats. Yeah, posh twats. Regatta. Yeah, regatta. Regatta. That's it. Yeah, that regatta. Kinda, which I assume that Americans <laughs> think we. Do you have any around here? Regatta. The ladies did. Uh, is it Gosford? Aye. Do you always know? Because if you go online on the night, you see all the fights. That yeah, 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 yeah. Like nicer clothes than usual when they're fighting in the big market. Yeah, the only time I went to uh, uh, Aintree, uh, my friend got a headbutt. So, <laughs> <laughs> not a great experience going to the races for me, to be honest. I don't like going to the races. Like, I don't mind going to the dogs. I can't oh, tell. Oh, the dogs I is goaded. I, I dogs cannot is tell who's winning. 
Yeah, the views aren't that great. The beer's really expensive. You spend a lot of time moving from one queue to another queue for your bets or your food or your drink. The dogs, on the other hand, like as long as they're like tret well, yes, you know, I uh, like the, it's great because you, you don't care about that. I, we, I told you before, we had a ground for a bit. Like, oh, you did, like, you did like, yeah. Considering how scared I'm of dogs, right? Yeah. Grounds are not dogs. Spoiler, they're actually giant cats. They don't bark. They're scared of everything, and you just got to take them to run around for a bit as a walk. Ah. And, like, my dad saved a couple from going from to the ground equivalent of the glue factory <laughs> for a bit. Uh, and then they went to the glue factory in the end. We all, we all do. It's nature. We all do. Um, but when you got the dogs... He didn't kill the dogs, though, right? He didn't kill the dogs, no. They just died. They just died. A they metaphorical just, yeah. glue factory. And luckily, because I don't care for dogs, I didn't feel that much. It was fine. It Jeez. was fine. I don't care for dogs. Um, you, are, I, you are a bit... You've got, like... Psychopathic, sociopathic tendencies with animals. I do. I well, do not. I don't respect. Them. I do not. Re- I don't respect animals. They can f- off. Like they. Like we. Went Same with Moxley as well. So I'm about his neck, but let's get some more goated dynamite action. <laughs> <laughs> it must be his animalistic tendencies, Excalibur. Like the. The idea of uh, Hamlet's house being on fire, he runs in, there's a big wooden beam, and underneath one side is the greyhound, underneath is like a box of cereal, and he's like, well, there's only one decision here. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, you're six on VHS. <laughs> would, would you consider me, Sage, having no as long as you have? Like, I'm, I'm quite rational, aren't I? Like, yeah. Boring, also. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. animals bring out, oh, yeah. like, every, oh, yeah. every rational side of my personality. I was going for a coffee with Wilborn this morning, and somebody was walking the dog off a lead, which, by the way, I hate in general. Like, why? That's what leads are for. No, He's, they're a good, well-behaved dog. It was a, she had such a lovely coat, Sage. They're not people. Oh. Right, so, like, I have to get... Golden Wil- brown. I have to get Wilborn to walk. That's what that song's about, isn't it? Yeah, dogs. A nice dog coat. I said, uh, I, I, Wilborn, you're going to have to walk this side of me. I can't make eye contact with it. It will smell my fear. How those two things related? I fell to pieces. Like, I just fell to pieces in that moment. And that's what we'll be more of a divide between me and Hamlet as he did that. If he hadn't have done that a split second later, I would have gone, Come here, boy. <laughs> Hello, mate. I love it. If there was a car. Any chance com- gets better dog doing it. If there was a car coming down that road and the dog was coming towards me, I'd soon jump in traffic to avoid the dog. <laughs> just to be honest, get away from me. What are we talking about? I'm not rich enough for the races. I think that's the that thing. Was it, yeah. Greyhounds, however, you can put like dogs. You put a quid on greyhounds. Grey, horses, you have to be like, oh, I'm going to put a twenty on Doctor Fear or something. Doctor Fear. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve races at the dogs, where like you put a pound on each race in a little group or something, and then with your winnings at the end, like you put the whole winnings on that last race, yeah. and it's all to play for, and you go for like trap six or whatever, and it wins, and then you go out the piss. And you're like, oh, it's going to win now. Yeah, it's lighter. Should we go to dogs? Should we have last trip out to the dogs? The last that. time I went to the dogs. I uh, had, did you know the two painters that you sometimes get oh. at the mm. arenas? Oh, my God. Uh, stupid bladder. Uh. Eyes are bigger than me bladder. But you get, like, the pie and peas special as well. Like, it's good, basic terrace food. Bladder's bigger, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we could sponsor a dog. Like a what culture? Greyhound, yeah. What, what culture podcast greyhound. dog? Yeah. What would you call it? Some kind of dog greyhound pun, but with content. Could we just call it Bubba you're going to Red Rock at the Greyhound. <laughs> what? Why is it called Bubba Bubba It's on the sound. Coming down on the inside. Yeah, so other things are unsexual. Yeah. Oh, what about, oh my dag. Oh my dag. Done it. Completed it. Yeah. Tick. Uh, so that's what we're doing then, are we? We're sponsoring a Greyhound. Yeah, yeah. Butch. That's, he's a good he's a dog. dog. There yeah. you go. He targeted the arm of uh, Joe Coffee. Um, and he's a bitch, so. <laughs> and you wouldn't you know it, Sige. Gallus kept trying to interfere. Who would you call that? Wolfgang jumped up and hit Butch. Wolf. That allowed Joe to take over. 
Uh, <laughs> Butch did a dive that took out coffee, the other coffee, Wolf uh, and Wolfgang. And then the Gallus thankfully get kicked out. And I thought, well, good. That's any chance of Joe Coffey winning this match gone. Uh, he got DDT'd on the apron. We recovered. This was when Booker went, oh, Joe Gacy's doing well. Um, Glasgow send-off winds up for that big lariat. It's so bad, that move. Mm-hmm. Winds up for the big lariat finisher of his. Butch counters, but does eventually get laid out with a lariat. I did like the bit where Butch played a bit of possum and uh, suddenly just jumped up and snapped uh, Joe Coffey's arm, basically. Coffey came back with a powerbomb, another Glasgow send-off, and that dis- discus lariat finisher of his. It's a good discus lariat. I'll give the guy that. I'm fair. Yeah. Bored to te- tears by everything he does. Uh, the stories. I just don't like him very much. Um, that clothesline did, like, temporarily lift me from my gallus-induced stupor. Butch kicks out, though. They go to the outside. Coffey flies into the ring steps as Butch dodges him. Butch hits the bitter end. That was a good bomb as well. Mm. Butch hits the bitter end. One, two, three. He'll face Noam Dar on Saturday. Good. It's not your coffee. Um, The bump was good. The discus is good. Like, can I just say before I forget, some of the crowd sweetening on the show was vile. Absolutely vile. There was a bit during the four-way when it was Dragonly and Axiom were doing their... Oh, we've got the measure of each other, and we're going to slowly condition the fans to chant, this is awesome, as we slowly and dramatically rise up from the mat and the noise. It's despicable. (laughs) It's so forced. And again, this speaks to why I hate, fundamentally, this company. I dislike it. I don't trust it. I don't get it. It's the idea that they can press a button, and I'm meant to go, oh, my God, the crowd are going crazy. It's it's fake, and it's weird, and it's synthetic, and I don't get it. Joe Coffey did two things in this match that I thought, bloody hell. I, uh... Past the phone test. That's the time I was just on X. <laughs> I will say that Glasgow send-off is the worst thing of all time. One of the worst wrestling moves I can think of. It's like a glancing blow of a head cut, headbutt that he throws in midair designed only to send someone into a turnbuckle. Mm. Now, my limited understanding of fighting, most of which is derived from pro wrestling, which it shouldn't be, is that every, if you're going to th- launch a strike at someone, right, Everything's going to hurt. Like, a punch will hurt your hand. A kick would hurt your feet. Mm. Isn't a headbutt, like, a total last resort? Yes. Of, that's just, it's gonna, I could actually get a brain injury if I do this, but it's really going to hurt them. So it is, like, a risk at all. Oh, I was just going to knack, but I'm, I'm so full of rage or whatever. I, I really want to hurt this person. Headbutt them. It's, like, a really violent thing to do. Why are you flying into it and using it only to just put someone into a turnbuckle? Mm. He's an idiot. Yeah, I'd, like, I don't even think even I... Even in wrestling logic, which I have a lot of latitude towards, I find that move pretty stupid. And this looks bad as well. It looks rubbish. I, I, any of those moves that exist, I, to be honest, it's, it extends as far out as... Something has always bothered me about how Kevin Owens whips a guy into the ropes the same way he would for the pop-up powerbomb. And it's like, well, this time, they're going to fall right into my trap. There are certain moves that require more suspension of disbelief than I would like personally. And that, like, that just goes on the list. I got even less out of this match than Sidge, to be honest, in highlighting that it did get a little bit hot towards the end. Um, I wanted Pete Dunne to win, yeah. I suppose. So, Butch. Sorry, Butch. So I was rooting for him, but not for him so much as I was against Joe Coffey. I didn't need that match. But, I'd, but then he wins. And I kind of, I've sort of said this all along, and I don't mean to bury Noam Dar here, but the prize was never that exciting. Of course it isn't. Like, it's, it's, Noam, like, Noam Dar having this trophy is a bit of fun, not a six week tournament of endurance and strength and guile and heart to fight him and presumably easily beat him, like, on a, on a PLE. I just, 
Yeah. Like, I'd rather him never defend the trophy and then every week we have a guessing game at what they're all going to be dressed like <laughs> while matches occur. And this was a bit of a reminder of that for me. Uh, Dirty Dom's backstage with Mackenzie, uh, putting over his match on Raws, an instant classic in his words. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? You feel the silence as that sound button plays. How is it not isolated audio? And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Weird echo as well, yeah. a little bit. Ooh. Do you remember when, like, before there was um, WWE releasing themes and you could occasionally download them, but there'd be crowd noise on and somebody had tried the hardest to, like, separate mm. the audio however you do it? Bobby Fish is in a building with fans and that's yeah, a no. cleaner edit than any of those ever were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he says, well, well, done with Dragon Lee. I've got a free Saturday to hang out with Mammy on the couch eating chicken tendies. And Mackenzie's like, what are you talking about? He's eight years old. Do you, do you know this thing, by the way? There's some law attached to Dominic Mysterio and chicken tenders. I think it was Damien Priest was doing an interview with somebody, and he's talked about how, like, the Judgment Day have become, like, genuinely good friends. They travel together. It's a part of the chemistry mm -hmm. on screen is because of what they developed off screen. And they were... So, like the question was something along the lines of like, oh, where do you like to go eat? It's like, oh, it doesn't really matter where we eat. But Dominic literally only eats one thing. Everywhere we go, he just asks for chicken tenders. Like he, he is honestly like taking your kids to Mackey's if they're not fancying a burger. Chicken nuggets, please. Like imagine Finn or David ordering for the group. And he'll have the uh, kids meal. Yeah, yeah. Chicken tenders. I will say this to, in his defense. As a grown adult, a father, in fact, now, I don't think there's many things better than just rolling back the ears and eating like you're a child. Like, what are you going to have, have for tea? Am I going to have, like, the chicken souffle flatbread that we had the other day? Well, I can't cook that, but I can cook smiley faces with fish fingers. So I think I'll be doing that. Thank you very much. Maybe some beans on the Bernard side. Matthew's turkey dinosaurs. Oh, my God. And God. in America. Yeah. We, you're so I've uncultured to you podcast now. with you people. And in I America. will, Should like, come down with me. We've got kids. Oh, we did that loop in your... Do you ever do that in your 20s with your couple of mates? What's that? A come down with me thing. Am I really talking to you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. Did you ever do it? No. Oh, well, we, I did it in my 20s. Been there, done that. You can't do it with kids. Yeah. Well, sack them off. We'll have like a week off. No, sack that. Let's just go to the pub, lads. Yeah. yeah not, not, like, but for a week and just say we're doing come down with me. Just because a lot of things that I... Uh, is it vinegar you don't like? Yeah. What? So, like, I do a Chinese dish, which is, like, my signature. The thing that I can cook that's really nice that you, like, that you get as excited to make and eat as you would if you were getting a takeaway in. Like, right. That's how good my General Souls chicken recipe is. Okay. Like, deep-fried chicken, absolutely goated batter, but it's, like, it's heavy on the white wine vinegar. Ah, uh, yeah. Wait, cider I, vinegar, actually. Actually, if anything. It's, yeah. I, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that I've got that. I could probably do you a good gourmet burger that you would eat. Yeah. I'd give it a go. I'd trust your cooking from the things you've said. You would have ketchup, correct? No. There's like... I know it's like a condiment. <laughs> no! I, I don't have a choice in this. Like, this is what people think. Like, when you fussy over a particular kind of food, it's not like you choose it. I've told you before, do you know how difficult it is to get a f***ing sandwich? Like, because they put mayonnaise and everything. Do you know what you need to do? Like... But like the joke the other day, they're like, "Do you have ham?" Like, I'll, I'll have it. You know why? Because basically, if I popped into a Tesco's and there's that just ham, like the sandwich is mocking you for getting it, but it's like, well, that's mine again. I got and there's a corner where there's just ham and just cheese, and like it's like we're a little silent club that we don't want to admit to each other because you can see people going to that same corner of the fridge because I'm one of them. It's like there's only three of the sandwiches. Like, what are we gonna do? Do you know what's good? Genuinely, and I hated mayonnaise. I had the exact same problem. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up with mayonnaise, I just could not get on board with it. I would always go for, even in my 20s, when I worked in town, the duck and hoisin wrap, Ooh. because it was one of the few things I didn't have mayonnaise. Then I, I just realized, I'm going to have to love to 
learned to love mayonnaise. So I went to the Shark Bar for a, just a work lunch. Mm. Um, and they had, like, they do a really nice, like, French fry. And my mate was just dipping it in mayonnaise. I was like, that's disgusting. He's like, no, it isn't. Try it. I, like, I don't want to. He's like, Sidge, I know you. Over the years, you've been better with your food. Dip that French fry in mayonnaise and eat it. And oh my God. It's that total sensation. It's that specifically. A chip in mayonnaise was how I tried mayonnaise. My wife loves mayonnaise. Yeah. So like dipping chips or like she'll replace like butter or margarine with mayonnaise. That's how she has her sandwiches, which I can make for it. It's not like that kind of a version. But I couldn't get on with it. I was like, that's a ch- fair enough. I was like, like, a tried. Ch- like ketchup on a burger was the same. I tried it again, like probably mid twenties, and it's pathetic. It's such an embarrassing experience because it's like, <laughs> like your, your, your taste buds are just like, exp- like your brain. What the fuck is that? It's aw- it's such an awful and embarrassing. So if I was thing. to make a gourmet burger, you'd yeah. have the patty. Yeah, you can have a patty. You can have some ground beef with salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, Dad. No, um, salt and pepper, thank you. I could. Red Leicester's the best cheese to melt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that lovely yellowy golden Good butter, like it oozes. It's the best thing to have if you want some moisture. Nice you had me at Red Leicester's the best cheese. Nice yes. colour, Red Leicester. Yes, like it's, the, 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 it's the best yeah. melter, the best oozer. Just trying to get a little bit of sort of, you know, sort of moisture in there for I you. I don't like moist food. See, this is a, I've become used to having very, very well, dry. You would even have some nice, really fresh, crisp iceberg lettuce to give it yeah, a Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have some lettuce on it, but it doesn't need to be like, it's, it's just lettuce. Just like, basically, I don't want you to choke and die at my dinner party. So a bit of iceberg lettuce on the, on the underneath yeah. bun. So burger. Yep. Uzi Red Leicester cheese. Yep. Lettuce. Yep. Bacon. Obviously, yeah, yeah you're a bloke, obviously. Everyone loves bacon. <laughs> um, well, I don't think I could. Mm, That's enough. A gherkin? Nah. It's a bit vinegary, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brioche bun? Yeah, but, like, I think they've kind of become, like, a bit overused as this shortcut mm-hmm. over the last few years. Like, you use brioche, and it's like that elevates the burger. We'll get it actually eventually, right? When I, when the burger craze first kicked yeah. off, I was like, ooh, I love this brioche bun on a burger. I remember I did, like, a, an odyssey around town mm. to get a brioche bun because I was really mad into my cooking at this point as well. It was before kids, and you're really just bored. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've already watched Too uh, much free time, if anything. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to like really learn how to cook. So I was like, I went to Waitrose, Phoenix Food Hall, like the French Oven Bakery, like everywhere in Newcastle up on time that might have a brioche bun. No one, no outlet sold it. It's time to play the game! Time to play time the to play game! Did it, did it, did it, did it, before everyone started actually doing it. Where did I get the brioche bun from? Dixon's. No. <sighs> um, Greg's? No. Tesco's. Aldi. Aldi, what? yeah. Aldi's goaded, man. It is, yeah. T- like, you, they don't always have them as standard anymore because they started, like, rebadging some littles. But you remember, like, Little bakeries when they first happened. Yes. Jesus Christ. Like, talk about going somewhere in your lunch. You could get three separate things that had been baked like half an hour before you got there. And it was like, is this 30p a go? Uh, thanks, Little. I'll take four. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> those cheese twists. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the liquidy cheese. Yeah. Well, we're going to be eating good on Saturday night because at No Mercy, Don is still going to be defending the North American Championship. He didn't realize there's a triple threat tonight. Uh, it was uh, going to be Dragon Lee. Uh, what's the other one called? I've, I've written Wesley down here. Axiom. Quit. Axiom. No, I've got, I remember him, the other one. Ta- not Tyler Beard. Nathan Frazier. No, it was Tyler Beard, wasn't it? It was uh, Dragon Lee, Tyler Beard, and Axiom. No! 
in a triple threat to face him. Or so we thought. And he says, Dom's like, I don't follow HBK on X and storms off. I'd like to, but he blocked me, so I can't. Did he? I've had been blocked by Shawn Michaels. Wait there. I don't think I have. I don't know what I got the block for. It's one of those, there's these block lists, so he might not have personally offended him. Yeah, I know he keeps one eye on it. I, I was like just about to say, he keeps one eye on you, but maybe for the unblock. But uh, <laughs> Put him over on there all the time. It was good. He probably called him prick at one point or another. And it was probably fair. No, I mean... Have it no, not, not in his app, though. I've, never seen, do it. I've seen the shoot videos. <laughs> no, not he's not blocked me. You never ever at somebody with your opinions. No. And if they found something, that's on them. No, I've not been blocked. Am I still blocked by that edger? <laughs> He's addicted to pain. It's the only one I'm aware of, though. Yes, I'm blocked by edge. <laughs> <laughs> I think. It, it was a, like a mass block rather than just a maybe, targeted attack. Maybe. I did tweet when he... Uh, did he win the Rumble? Yeah, Won the Rumble 2021. And he went... Uh, he did his, like... Yeah. Couldn't draw anywhere on t- TV. He had those like that horrendous week for his TV ratings. And then it was when the days of the Wednesday Night War, and I had the idea, um, thinking he probably wouldn't do anything, of, on this day, I draw poorly. Good. Yeah. And maybe that, I, it's a thoroughly deserved block. Like, I really have loved a lot of Edge's career. So I feel bad. So you'll never know that I was just getting my patter out, but then... Obviously, he doesn't want a patras anymore. So, <laughs> uh, I, I wish we had. Dark the, away there. Wish we had the video podcast for this. What culture wrestling podcast on YouTube? Join us later on today, by the way, for a live Q and A, three PM BST. Um, but I wish we had a, a video podcast. Sid, you, you can just describe Hamlet's reactions to this. I just opened my Twitter to look see if HBK had blocked me, mm-hmm. and I sure saw a new tweet from the Upshot, one of my new favorite podcasts, uh, who did a great uh, podcast recently, all about Shane Warne. Here's one of his eating habits. Sid, you like to watch this Hamlet's reaction? One of Shane Warne's favorite sandwiches? Lasagna sandwiches. Oh, my God. That's, I mean, like, I've told you before, when you love a meal and then you put it between two bits of bread, how are you making it worse? I thought you were going to go the other way. I thought you were going to go to the easy age of my face and, like, talk about uh, Scott Tailford. Blocked by a steel. Scott Tailford, he puts vinegar on his curries. <laughs> I love... Curry and like your gaming podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Absolutely. For. And this is the thing, right? Like, I'll go, we've talked about like the different heat and temperatures we like in curries. I'll go quite high up the scale. Mm-hmm. I can get to supermarket Vindaloo. I had a supermarket fall once, but it's just like they're kind of careful. They kind of make them. Like, <laughs> well, that's dead. <laughs> anyway, Scott puts vinegar on corn. I'll have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love when someone can just pop me clean, you know? <laughs> wink and beg for a pop. Uh, right, we go to the restaurant. Tony D and Stax are there. Uh, Stax, big night time. We got no food for everybody. Oh, come on. It's like the opposite of a clean pop. Like a sausage mix face contort there. Have we got enough food for the people who are going to fight? Tony says, premise, oh. premise has been really weird since they won the belts, hasn't it? Yeah. Like, uh, he just got it covered. What's the play here? Bring Who's everyone got it covered? In. Uh, AJ. Another Sopranos reference. Mm-hmm. What's the play here? Bring everyone in, sit them down and lower the boom. Oh, yeah, we're going to lower the boom. Will you all relax? Eat some bread. First, we're going to feed him. we got Uncle Cesare in the kitchen, slaving away, cooking the veal palm and the big Z. Uh, then we got to decide who's going to challenge us for the titles at No Mercy. At, uh, where? <laughs> no, Mercy. Very good, Tony. <laughs> 
We're the champs. We call the shots. Oh, my man. Los Lotharios show up. They get patted down by security. They're like, what the hell? Stack's like, hey, it's a family establishment, amigo. And he says, oh, come on, fellas. Take a seat. They uh, appreciate the invite. They say, they say, look, I know, last time we, we saw each other, I think got a little bit out of hand. And he, oh, I'd say so. You think it's going to happen again? And they're like, look, we didn't come here to apologize <laughs> or to eat. And Tony's like, oh, that's on you two bozos, all right? We got a six-course meal coming. Oh, my God. Your taste buds will thank you later. And they're like, yeah, we came for one thing. And they're like, up the titles. And Stax is like, good. Have a nap, have a drink, and your case too, while we wait for the others to be continued. Okay. Yep. Then it was time for... Uh, <laughs> Trick Williams versus Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy, of course, accompanied by the ring to, uh, by Ava. She hasn't got her name. She's Rock's daughter. And uh, Joe Gacy sucks now. Uh, <laughs> he got beaten in like two minutes. Yeah. Uh, I like Trick Williams' Booker T-esque leg larrier at one point. Uh, Gacy uh, looks like he might have a chance. Goes to that finisher handspring elbow of his, but Trick just nails him with a high knee and gets the one, two, three. Post-match, Kelly Kincaid gets in there uh, and asks him... Uh, he congratulates him, and he says, I'm ambidextrous. I can whoop ass with both hands. She asks Trick about Mello's match, and he says, well, I just had a good match. But you want me to talk about him? Nah, I'm only joking. He says, look, Dragunov, it's hard. I'd be a fool to bet against him. Uh, by him, I mean Mello. Mello's going to retain. And actually, now I think about it, Mello's got his title. It's time for me to get mine. Cool. Yeah. I, I, don't, care about, cool. I don't care about Joe Gacy getting flattened. Obviously, they're starting him again. Yeah, they're absolutely pinished, and he's going to have to come up with something new. So it kind of well, died a pinish, but are the schism pinished as well? The pism. Oh, I keep forgetting about it. Yeah, I get mixed the up. Pism and the pie. Yeah. The, pi- the pism. They are the pism now. They've been the pism for the entire... Yeah, they were uh, the POA. Yeah. <laughs> pinished on arrival. Remember when uh, they, uh, all the mystery druid members carried the belts? Yes. Like something little... they kidnapped Rick Steiner as well. Yeah, Rick Steiner yeah. was in a cage, and uh, the belts were Yeah. Imagine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that did that now. And? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really cared at the time. <laughs> <laughs> this was, like, again, like, I thought Trick Williams had a really good night. Stole the show for me. Yeah, Trick. like, I, this was this was what I was after when the Mellow and Trick stuff was too stupid to care about. The fact that they're both going for titles and one feels like it's going to knock on to the other at No Mercy, I think, is a nice hook for that show. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. This match was pretty bad. That... Kind of need his shoulder as he was coming back from the backflip off the ropes. It's just one of those counters where it's like it doesn't reveal great strategy on the part of the person doing the counter. It reveals that the move is stupid. You know <laughs> what I mean? There's a way to do it and a way not to do it. This is what not to do. Uh, Blair Davenport threatens Gigi Dolene. Uh, yeah. I've no idea what was going on here. She says, "In imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but you're pathetic." Uh, when I take people out, they don't get back up. I've, uh, maybe this is when I was away. Mm. No, maybe I, I couldn't get less. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, they're not like both alt e, not you know, yeah, like alt, yeah, counterculture, yeah, subculture. I'm a mod. <laughs> he's a punk. I'm a goth, and together we're weird, but we're together, aren't we? Subculture. That's the main thing. If you think that this review. Brackets general is, you know, is this actually happening on TV? We, we promise you it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one will ask how many people are going to got that sub, subculture bit. Yeah. If you did not That's know, niche. there was a stable in NXT UK. There was a show called NXT UK. <laughs> there was a show called NXT UK called Subculture. I'm a mon. He's a punk. 
Skye. You know, people keep telling us what to do. We never really gone with it. <laughs> so together, we're just going to tell people what we're going to do. And that is wrestle a few matches in uh, NXT UK that no one's going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to get the f*** out. Our groups used to fight each other 35, 40 years ago. Now, yeah. Brian Rock, ever heard of it? We grab <laughs> I've seen Quadrophenia. I know what goes on, but not anymore. <laughs> I've seen, uh, uh, I don't know, Better Days, really. <laughs> I think, uh, Flash, that's some sort of joke. I've seen you work. They're trying to come up with an album. They were like, counterculture, more like over the counterculture. Right, ordinary boys? What? <laughs> <laughs> Little Bible Boy. Uh, what was that song? Nine to five, wasn't it? Had another one. Boys will be boys. And he was a massive arsehole on them when the Buscocks. Well, like, okay, you see how like history's starting to flip that a little bit, and it's like in like in light of a lot of allegations that have come out lately. People are like, was uh, the two thousands actually the worst time for television? And it's like you look back, it's like Simon Amstel just kind of like calling his wife a thick twat repeatedly for 10 minutes. And it's like, oh, you probably would walk out, wouldn't you? Be yeah. pretty but back then it was like, this idiot, this soft loser, cheer up, Preston. Landfill indie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're not a rough trade record. <laughs> That's it. Like, there was rules. You might be, I don't know. There was rules. I hate when just people just make up rules and they yeah. have to abide by them. I guess I'm subculture in a way. Uh, mod punk or more of a landfill indie guy? Uh, well, I'm definitely more of a landfill indie yeah, guy. Yeah, no, I'll I'd, set you up. Uh, of all them subcultures, I'd, I'd pick pop. I'd find a different corner. <laughs> I'll, I'll go over there, thanks. I'll take the mainstream because you've made counterculture look <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, Andre chases with Duke Bloody Hudson. They're walking backstage. They're worried about Thea, but uh, Duke says, oh, I've got a thumbs up emoji, which I suppose is development. Uh, here comes JC Jane, the evil JC Jane. <laughs> Why is she evil? I don't know. Uh, and uh, Andre's like, how's the... Uh, and Jason's like, why don't you ask her yourself? And she walks in, and Duke goes... <laughs> Duke goes, holy... <laughs> 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 and uh, called it. All leather. All yeah. leather. All leather, everything. Um, and, uh, and Andre's like, oh, what the... Oh, you've, you've, you've never looked so nice. And Theo's like, yeah, I feel like a grown-ass woman. I'm ready for my match tonight. And JC's like, <laughs> wait till you see her ring gear. Andre Chase is like, what the hell? After she leaves. Uh, as soon as I saw this, I was like, Fuck, damn it. She was obviously going to wear new ring attire. And we should have played that game yeah. too. Yeah. Just the seven games yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah just the seven. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Then it's time for Baron Corbin versus Josh Briggs. Uh, Skip. Briggs. Imagine that on telly. Like, just just imagine, imagine this on telly. How Corbin looked, I don't mean his work, it was... I really like him, but it's Baron Corbin. Like, I thought he looked pretty... He's got, like, new tattoos and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I saw it. I watched the program. I know, but, like, <laughs> it's, but, it's, but it's like a Baron Corbin match, and sometimes you're watching it, it's like, I can't, I can't mentally engage with it, you know? No, well, that's... Well, hang on for the recap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corbin... Uh, Briggs had a chance in this match, but then Corbin used the referee as a human shield, cheap shot at him, flying clothesline, end of days, one, two, three, post-match. He gets on the mic and says, this Saturday we're going to find out if Bronze... Uh, all bark, or if he actually bites. Uh, I burn my past. I'm looking to my future. And Bron just saw his. EOD, baby. And I was like, oh, yeah, end of days. Uh, Bron comes out to the ring with a mic, just says, look, and then attacks Corbin, and they have to be separated by officials. A theme for this show. I'm trying to create, like, shorthand around my match descriptions. Um, uh, just bleed. Yeah. It's like when I see the face of God and I become a bloodthirsty animal watching it. There's the banger, which is just like an absolutely great match. It doesn't necessarily make you feel like a primal beast, but you just love it because it's incredible. And I should probably come up with some more. And I've also took to saying, like, this failed the, the smartphone test, where if this is just not grabbing me at all, like, I'm trying my hardest to watch it, and I shouldn't have to try hard, but it's just like I cannot help but just see what's on X mm. because I'm watching, like, Joe Coffey, for example. <laughs> This was so there. This simply existed that I didn't even think to go on my phone. That would have required a conscious choice to do something else. This was just a daydream match. Like I honestly just looked at the telly, drifted out of it. It was so dull. It wasn't even that long. No. And then honestly, I was like, oh, it's finished. So sorry, I've got no review. Is this supposed to be a full circle moment for Baron Corbin? So, like, when NXT was shoot good, 2014-2015, him, yep. him and Bull Dempsey are doing the same thing, and it's really fun. They're beating jobbers so quickly that the fans in Full Sail are counting how long it takes, and they're both, at the same time, like, on equal footing. And then they kind of create this nice... It's not like this match that you kind of wait to watch. It's not like seeing, like, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens fighting for the title, but you've watched it enough to be like, what will happen when them two yeah. fight? And then NXT just gives you it, because that's how good it was back then. And it's like, right, well, now they've gone nose-to-nose, and at this coming takeover, they're going to fight. And they're like, Baron Corbin beats him quite easily, and Bull Dempsey's as good as finished. Like, they try and make him a fitness instructor, but it's done, because Corbin's killed the aura, and it's like, there were two countdown wrestlers, and that one was better. Yeah. Is this like Corbin's, I'm going to give back to the business, where, like, they're trying to suggest going in that these are equal, and then Bron just absolutely monsters him at no mercy. It's like, you thought we were equal, you d- big dumb bitch. Like, I'm leagues and leagues above you, mm. and it's just... Corbin like entering that kind of like mid chapter of his WWE room where he's never going to get the sack because he can be he can fake being a danger and then the can real, he? well I don't know because I don't know how well this was particularly expressed but I just wonder if it, uh, what's the show called again the next non merci like you watch this and you think he's gonna spear you to death yeah no, like, he's this, gonna work twelve pretty 
boring two and three quarters. Is this what minutes. I'm doing? I'm just manifesting something I'm going to be entertained by. Maybe. This is what might happen. Yeah. Maybe. I just that would be his sort of yeah. Th- this you is how I came in, and this is how I'm going out. You know. You should analyze how good WWE is or how bad it is, rather than how good you think it's going to be. And it'd be a lot yeah. more fair, I think. I'm never going to get there. <laughs> Trick goes in CHBK. Uh, and then we get a great video package hyping up the NXT Women's Championship match between Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton. And then it's time for Hank and Tank versus Lucian Price, Bronco Nima, and uh, the guy who always makes sure that if you're watching the show and you're tempted to look at your phone, you always... Pay attention, please. That's scripts. Uh, OTM, they're called, isn't it? Uh, And I love me some (laughs) Hank and Tank, but there's only ever going to be one winner of this match. I love Hank. Yeah. Well, fire, he's got real actual fire. Hank Walker. Uh, rookie of the year, rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell, I think it was Bronco Nima hit a great looking hook kick to the head. Uh, Ledger, yeah, Tank, I think it was, got the tag and cleaned house. Uh, but then Scripps gets involved uh, whilst Tank has Nima on his shoulders. So uh, Lucian Price comes in, super kicks him, and then they hit that sort of assisted Alabama slam double team thing. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! Dumb jock wrestling. Mm-hmm. This this performance center is populated almost entirely by dumb jocks from like pretty you know advanced collegiate sporting backgrounds. Who, if you believe Grayson Waller, don't know who Nigel McGuinness was. Next in line is maybe quite good actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is so much better when the jocks are dumb and the moves are primitive and the intensity's there, like Julius Creed. So when I see like. Tyler Bate and Butch do a respectable, like, Bockwinkle and who else at uh, the, was it Starcade Night of Legends or Bash Night of Legends? What the night is one? Yeah. Where they sent the old guys, oh, Jesus Christ. It's Bockwinkle and who else? The sepia tint on a lens. Um, it wasn't Dory Funk Jr. Was it? I might, I. Yeah. Bockwinkle, Dory Funk Jr. It's supposed to be this charming. Slambery thing. Night of Legends. Slambery Night 4, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's watching Tyler Bate do that <laughs> <laughs> is it's obviously good and respectable, but he's had better days. Mm-hmm. This is what I want out of NXT. Just dumb, dumb jock wrestling, like Hank screaming his head off and late my God, from Breaker. Oh screaming his head. <laughs> That's what I want. It's as well, because like, obviously they're coming from, athletic get rid of the remnants of the, uh, the indie NXT for mm. me. Yeah. Like they're coming from the athletic background and they've been, like this close, they should theoretically be the absolute best. Who, yeah, absolute best. Absolute, they've also had to deal with rejections. They're quite angry and they want to prove some people wrong. And sport, I don't have that competitiveness in me, but sporting people seem to. So that should help them. Like, you should have seen me bowling, man. <laughs> <laughs> Furious at my mental collapse. I was genuinely in the mood on my birthday day. Like, <laughs> so I'm picturing you where you've got like one of them pointy hats and it's got a bit ski wig. Yeah, one of the, the like the hoot thing. It's gone down. No, but like, yeah, it's Sting Warrior, isn't it? It was bodybuilder guys rather than sporting guys. And like, they were crap, but they were massive. Yeah. Like when they broke through together, more of them. Yeah. Sort of personification of this is what you, you saved the business. <laughs> <laughs> what you and I were enjoying uh, yesterday before we went home, mm. where we were like, oh, let's, let's go back and watch the beginning of the, uh, you know, the bit where NXT were like, we're really getting hammered in this Wednesday night war. Should we just bring back in your house? Oh, yeah. And they did. And they had your boy. Mm-hmm. Todd Pettengill. Todd Pettengill doing the intros. And we're like, God, this is great. I was like, why did they just do it only for oh, this one? God, never yeah. bothered it. And we were watching it. And they've done the whole Ico Pro, all the, you know, everything you remember, all that good what stuff. What was it that Cole said? 
You gotta want it. You gotta what he's doing the Brett yeah. thing, he full to camera. So like the intro that Wilborn's on about, they even do the nineties one, like tonight, like the voiceover guy, and then Todd Pettengill voices over all the feuds one by one by one. It's great. You get the in your house, the little pink house knocking on the door. He couldn't be he's like, they have absolutely nailed this. I need this. My mental health is falling apart. And then and then hard cut to We're gonna make them nice cut, code orange. Code, code orange I completely forgot they were on that one. Was it the the black and white? Yeah. yeah. Like, like in front of the house, like this doesn't work. It like, ruined it. Todd Pettingill's even doing anything. And tonight, somebody's gonna win a brother. Nobody's gonna win a house. But the real prize is in your house. Take over. Graphic. No, 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 no fireworks. We're gonna get in your fucking house, Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, see Karen Cross tweeting, say goodbye from home. I tell you about this. You know, your phone sometimes pushes <laughs> the notifications and it says like, oh, do you want to see this wrestling tweet? And a lot of times I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, I saw that. I don't have push notes. Uh, yeah. I should probably turn it off. I, uh, I saw that before. Miss nothing. I saw I've... that before Raw and thought, oh, no. Please, no. And I watched Raw and I was like, oh, maybe that's why I enjoyed it even more. I was like, hey, it's better because no Karen Cross was on it. The pop, <laughs> the, the pop when Shea Goodbye hit a clash at the castle. You would not believe. Oh, God, I don't know. Like, people were... Shea Goodbye. Did them... Um, did running on a while come back before Jeff left, or did they never get around to it? I can't remember if the people got what they wanted. I can't remember. Because that was another one, wasn't it? It obviously didn't mean much if they did. <laughs> bring, bring, back, bring back more than words and put the belt on him. Running on the wild. On top of my profession. I'm on Rampage now. <laughs> I'll do a cartwheel. Stay on Rampage for all I care. <laughs> uh, Gigi Dolene is getting ready backstage. The lights go out. She's played that book because of the crap out of her. Cool. Um, we go back to the restaurant. <laughs> Bloody stacks. He's only filling up on bread. Idiot. Six-course meal, mate. Come on. <laughs> Let me ask you guys something. Why does it look like your chest was mauled by a saber-toothed tiger? And Los Lotharios are like, oh, they're a reminder of who we are. Some about their granddad. <laughs> going to win the tag titles. It's, like, it's going to be a message to him. Stack's like, huh, some message. So like you can't, if you're a character, I'm sorry, I've just interjected. You can't, in a character, if you're a character in the NXT universe, ask another character why they've got a stupid thing. Yeah. Because mm. what is Gaza meant to say here? I don't know, why the f*** are you feeding us food? Yeah. When we're going to f***ing kick your ass at a match. How are you not in prison? Yeah, yeah, open, yeah. open member of the mafia. How are yes, you not inside? I know. I know. Right there. Again, like to make the new generation. Have they actually got those tattoos? They haven't, have they? Come on. No, they'll be henna. Yeah, no, they were tattooed in a wrestling dream. is epic. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, but I've just, I've just was just, just like, uh oh, what do you mean by that? Like for all the new generation comparisons making yesterday, Doink the Clown never said. Hey, Duke, why are you a bin man? And you never went, <laughs> enough me. Why are you a clown? Because you can't ask those questions. I'm here to take out the trash of the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, but not on Mondays and Thursdays because that's when your like bin route is. <laughs> yeah, can't wait Mondays. Oh, I can see a big problem. This yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't it convenient that you got the job when like your nickname is the dumpster? Yeah, it worked out really well for me. Yeah. Actually, Doink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Doink. <laughs> Thanks, Doink. <laughs> and that guy, you won't believe he got a job in tax. Guess what his initials are? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Creed show up. <laughs> I like the weird sort of friendship that Tony D and Stax have with the Creeds. The Creeds are the only bit about these segments, plural, because there has been loads of these Tony D and Stax host parties. They must segments. be, they must Great, be uh, numbers guys, because they yeah. love, like, what's Tony D and Stax? Like, Austin in 98, 
gatherings and skits and yeah. their creeds interacting with all this is the only bit I ever like. Like the other week, it was like I think you were still off, and there'd been like a big, a big bloody fight, and it's the creed sat on the floor. You could pretty much see like the Tweety Birds flying around her head, couldn't you? Yeah, oh, it's been a big old fight at this normal party, and then like a cup falls off the side, and he spills normal drink in his head. That kind of like it's it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, right, so the, yeah, the creed show up and they're getting patted down, and Tony's like, "Oh, come on, they're good. Never held a weapon in their life." Bruce is like, "Oh, I'm starving." Tony's like. Oh, well, you came to the right place, pal. I had him cook double of the, uh, how you say, spicy meatballs for you, huh? And Julius does a terrible mafia impression. Uh, <laughs> what does he say? He, he says, I want to discuss business. It's like, come on, mate. You can't just put that on. Uh, Derivative. Yes. Staxa says, uh, nothing's been settled yet. Relax, eat some. And Brutus says, uh, is this a place people have been poisoned before? As Humberto's about to take a mouthful. And Tony's like, oh, come on. Yeah, the place up the street. Uh, and Stack says, Dom, OTM, uh, OTW. And Dom says, What does that mean? Uh, on the way. And Because uh, they've wrestled. Yeah, yeah, so now they can. And Dom says, L-G-O-O-D. Good. And then more food arrives. And we'll come back I don't understand. So they're coming. They're called OTM. Who's called OTM? Uh, Price and Nemo. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he says, oh, they're... OT, OTM or OTW. And then Tony D's like, oh, we're spelling stuff now. Yeah. G O O D. Right. Tax didn't get it. Bloody idiot. Um, That's all right. Tyler Bates. this children's TV show. Uh, Tyler Bates. It's wrestling Sesame Street. Just random characters coming. (laughs) Tyler Bates and Axiom talking about the match. Trick walks in and goes, buy that match. It's a fatal four way now. Bye. And then we get the strap match. Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak. We had Thorpe's family there in the front row. Uh, I don't like strap matches, I've got to be honest. Uh, especially in recent weeks, not good to put one on to compare it to. Yeah, obviously couldn't touch it. I didn't hate it, but yeah. I didn't hate it. I like the lore of the belt. Oh my God, that's the belt you use on the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. Something was just like, oh, that looked like it hurt. I'll do well. I'll have some of that. It obviously wasn't as good as Starks Danielson, and it was pretty stupid to do it so uh, soon after. It was yeah. only ever going to draw the comparisons. Do the recap, because there's a <clears> bit at the top of my head that I want to laugh at. Tug of war to start off with. Thorpe dives through the ropes. You know, tope out there. Go to a break. We come back. Dijak's choking Thorpe with the strap. Thorpe fights back. Dijak grabs him. So Thorpe does the Cactus Jack clothesline both of them out of the ring. Uh, Dijak's still holding on, though, and chokeslams Thorpe onto the apron. He taunts Thorpe's family, whips him with the strap in front of them, uh, but then decides, yeah, it's time to... That's not enough. Time to pull. Pulls off his white belt. Uh, his trousers fall down. No, sorry. Uh, he pulls off the white belt, uh, wraps it around his fist. But Thorpe fires up, makes his comeback. He gets him receipts back, whips Dijak with the, the uh, strap, jumps off the middle rope with a nice flying elbow drop. One, two, three. Eddie Thorpe wins. But post-match, Dijak attacks him, hits him with feast your eyes, super kicks him as he's uh, on the turnbuckle, and he gets knocked down into the tree of woe. He wraps his legs up with the leather strap and... White, takes the white belt and whips him again right in front of his goddamn family. Uh, finish was very anticlimactic, I thought. Um, the, <laughs> you know, the hate each other pretty hard with the strap. I'm going to be into that. I'm sorry. I'm a bit of a ghoul. Dijak got a bit busted open at one point, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Nice. There's a, <laughs> a bit, right? It's a bit climactic moment on the crest of the babyface comeback. And uh, Thorpe has got the strap. It's just repeatedly... Literally leathering. Sorry, oh, yeah. f- sorry for the alliteration. <laughs> um, Dijak 
in the back. <laughs> Vic Joseph decides <laughs> to do a thing. Oh, no. That's for the tree, and that's for his father, and that's for his mother, and that's for his sister. And he keeps going, goes, that's for his niece. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he keeps going, so I was like, come on, Vic, who's that for? And that's for his, you know, for his uh, high school prom date. That's for, <laughs> that's, for po- that's for his postman. That's for his postman. That's, a, that's for the girl he jerked off over in college. And that's for everything else. And I was just like, keep going, keep, make this stupider. Make this, trivialize this further, Vic Joseph. I'm into it. That was the word for me, you know, trivial. I thought this was considering that you've got the family out there. Oh, sorry, it wasn't good. It no. was just sick at points. You're supposed to, like, consider how effective it was when, after Gabriel lost and it cut to his daughter and she was in tears, and the camera, it looked like it could have cut to that family at any point in the match, and as Gunther is just destroying dad, yeah. husband, that, like, the, it's either fear, it's, like, sadness, it's anger, it's all of those things, and any member of the family could have portrayed that, and it felt like it meant something. It was for Gunther's belt, the whole deal. This was... Like, way too pantomime for me. And, like, the family being there when, like, we're, what, two weeks removed from him whipping a tree. It's... it's That's stupid. This got what it deserved in terms it of... It should cut to the tree. Cut to the tree. The tree. In yeah. Hey, tree, you're more bark than bite. And I'm a tree. Like, it's trash. This angle is rubbish. Like, I think it's... I think it's trivialised Eddie Thorpe, who they were trying to kind of... That's a... His whole background... He's a DJ... Well, no, he's not, already quite trivial. Not not the DJ bit, but the story about like all of his roots and all that sort of stuff. For years, that has been a oh god damn it, I've done it again. Like the that's been like a cliched wrestling character for so long, and they were trying to modernise it. And then I think over the course of like a month, they're like just a tree guy <laughs> hit the tree. Sean's got his one wood where he films the Jesus segments. Yeah, yeah. now hit that tree. Go and hit that tree. Why, Sean? Because there might be a deer hiding behind it, and if you whip <laughs> yeah, it, it'll yeah. run out, and I can shoot <laughs> it in the head. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's coming right for us. They've been out their numbers. <laughs> oh, I've no idea. I've got one. Right uh, before the Hales match, um, <laughs> Big Joseph's uh, revealing that uh, Gigi Dolin can't compete tonight. Blair Davenport drag, grabs the headset and says, "Next time it'll be even worse." And walks off. Sure it will. Uh, Dia Hale comes out in a new gear. What, you're you're the gear guy. What do you reckon? Like as funny as the classroom reveal, they have tried. Like it's it's wrestling gear. That's the thing. Like there's a, like it's it's black leather, obviously, because that's that's corrupted. But like it is the most corrupted of the of the fabrics. It's the, the most corrupted leather is the most corrupted of the fabrics. But it's like. What did she wrestle in before in JSU? Like I cannot remember. Well, it's no more revealing. It's just the red, yeah, like the, the red. The traditional thing is like, oh, like she's revealing too much of herself, and she's it was off. like a cheerleader outfit, wasn't she? Wrestled in basically. Yeah, but like just. I hope so. Otherwise, you've got a pretty horny Berenstein Bears moment. <laughs> <laughs> just wrestling a slick one too. Just just wrestling gear basically. But yeah. Google theater. But, but lady for research, and I, I, I like. Not only do I not think this wasn't this wasn't yeah, particularly effective. He's right. He's right. Like, like, if you're Andrea Chase, other than the fact she's not in, like, college colours, you can't exactly be like, what has happened to her? What have you done to her, JCJ? Not least as she goes on and gets another win and we continue JCJ and help him rebuild this character. Yes. Do the match and I've got that exact thought and I'll say it. <laughs> uh, Booker T. Oh, God. Uh, he's, he's on the wrecking ball again. He's done it again, Booker. <laughs> Miley Cyrus was once Hannah Montana, but now she's a wrecking ball. Wrecking ball, oh, Yes. <laughs> Oh, yes, Vic. He loves that. He loves it. You want anything from DoorDash, Vic? <laughs> <laughs> Miley Cyrus and ordering his dinner. 
Tony at the restaurant's gone. Rocket a little bit baggage. <laughs> uh, she's got also got new guitar theme music. <laughs> it basically is that. I need to, I need to get the Hollyoaks yeah. stab into the break because nah, that's what it was. Going to get monetized on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Somebody must have covered it online. We can use that one. The Hollyoaks theme. It's iconic. Yeah. yeah. Some, there'll be some like AI version. Elvis does Hollyoaks. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like Will Bond stacks. There's no words in either. Right, let's see. They're gonna Hollyoaks. As if I can get more excited for the Christmas party. Sid is gonna do an Elvis cover. I'm gonna workshop this. Hollyoaks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough because there's no lyrics. It's a song that sounds like it should have words, but the words you're saying in your head are... Oh, Christ. She got her in an arm bar. Palmer rolled her up for a two count. Palmer went up top, missed the cork tree, moon, salt and hail. Got with the Kimura for a quick tap. I'm once again asking you <laughs> to make sense of this for me. You've got the innocent, like Olivia Newton John getting, you know, led astray, corrupted by JC Jane. And like, surely if you're going to tell this story, yeah, bear in mind they don't care about the invisible camera in that company. You have JC Jane, like, do some kind of distraction that Thea Hale doesn't see. Mm-hmm. And she basically, she's winning, but it's not fair. She doesn't know it yet. She won clean. Yeah. She's better. She won yeah. fast clean with the with a sort of tighter version of the finish that she used to get her a title shot. Yeah, that wasn't imparted to her by Chase University. Yeah, JC Jane, is, with her corrupt and influence, has helped her tighten up her submission game. Ooh. And, win, <laughs> and win cleanly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, even, oh, I don't like that. You've... It, you're a sportswoman. Because you had the chase you lot on the eagle's nest thing, don't you? They didn't even have the bit where she's like, yay, to Thea. And then when she hugs her, she like smirks at Chase. She just kept the same expression. She was like, yay. And then Thea Hale turned her back. And at Chase you, she was like, yay. Again, if and when there's like a heel turn on Thea by JC and Chase you got like, we'll help you back up. You know, we're, we're always here for you, that sort of thing. It's going to be the lamest thing. Because like, let's say she just like hits her with a chair after she's won a match. For what? It's like, got you. Like, that, that was like, you got yourself. Yeah. You yeah. spent about eight weeks and loads of money in that shop. Good one. Good one. One nil, Jason. <laughs> right. Um, Mello's looking at his phone backstage when Trick walks up uh, and says, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bloody I'm gonna get a title shot at No Mercy. Uh, Mello's very distracted, though, and uh, says, I've got a lot going on. And uh, Trick's like, good friend. Says, ah, you go ahead and handle it. I've got my own business to handle. Problems developing here. Uh, and Baron Corbin's walking out and so he's asked about Bron Breaker and he's like, I don't have time for stupid questions. He's getting his ass handed to him. And here comes Bron and they have to break it up again. We'll circle back to this. Yeah. Then it was time for the fatal four-way. Yeah. Dragon Lee, <laughs> Tyler Beard, Axiom. Nerd! And Trick Williams. Uh, I like the fact that he's added to this match. And so <laughs> in 
like so that's in kayfabe, like your plans have changed, but also arguably within the ma- within the plotting out the match because they went. Like, what's the first move we're going to do? Kick Trick Williams out and just do the three-way that we were going to do. Okay, <laughs> that happened. It's a big dive from Tyler Bate to take him out. Um, that leaves uh, Dragon Lee to charge into Axiom's elbow. There's a drop kick. Axiom goes out after the pile on the floor, and Lee just jumps onto everyone because he's the best. Uh, we get back in there. Oh, you're submitting you. You're submitting you. What would happen if someone tapped? Uh, <laughs> Tyler Bate breaks it all up. Uh Trick starts cleaning house. The fans are loving this. Uh, there's a double flapjack to bait and axiom. We go to a break. When we come back, um, William sort of hit a dr- double rock bottom on uh, bait and Lee. Oh, my God. Uh, bait gets back up, uh, though. Airplane spins Lee and giant swings axiom at the same time. Oh, my God. Good spot that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They all get knocked down after Trick Williams comes back in. Lee knocks axiom down with a super kick. Uh, Dragon Lee, that is, goes up top, but Axiom catches him up there. Super Spanish flight. It looks like Lee's got this one. Williams comes in, though. Trick uh, Trick gets headbutted by Dragon Lee. Bonks into, not only just bonks into him, but also bonks into Tyler Bate, who's getting back up. Collapses onto Axiom. One, two, three. Trick Williams is going to the pape. Yeah, yeah, some really cool action in here. There was some good stuff. There was some good stuff. It was pretty, you know, it was the kind of match I'm growing a little bit disinterested in. Um, As the weeks go by, some good stuff, though. This finish only makes sense to me if Trick loses to Dom and then turns on Carmelo after at the main event of... Um, NXT, no, merci. Because he's... Say Saturday happens and he loses. Jesus Christ, I've... After trying to break away from Carmelo and trying to make it as my own man, not only have I sort of blundered my way into a big match that I didn't really deserve, like I had no idea I even got in it, and I failed in it. Absolute crisis point of his career, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on him. It's his fault. He's been negging us the whole time. I'm, I'm sick of this, and my problems begin and end with him. So if I take him out of the equation, Carmelo, I can, you know, whatever. Like, he's meant to be the baby face. You are meant to have been... That's the thing, it all depends on the story. And, you know, it's a flawed thing we do on this podcast because we are reviewing something that never ends. Yeah, like halfway through a chapter it's, it's, or something. It's like yeah. it's weird. You can't review something that hasn't finished. And that's what we do every week. AW Paper used to be amazing for that, didn't they? Yeah, that the so, finality. That was so cool, that wasn't Oh, that, my right God. Like the, uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is I've got two different conflicting thoughts depending on where the story goes. If... They don't do the turn yet or whatever, and it's, it's, you're still meant to take him seriously as a babyface. He's blundered his way into this. He's pink-panthered his way into this match. I See, I think... I, a terrible finish. I think it's something completely different, and I think it, I think it works really well. I think what's going to happen Let's well, see Saturday. if he's on a roll. I think what's going to happen on Saturday... I think Wilbon's going to say the same thing I think is going to happen here with... Trick Williams wins, yep. wins the North American title. Oh, my God, this is the best night ever for Trick Mello gang, except bloody hell Mello loses to Ilya Dragunov. And then Mello, all of a sudden, is like, I haven't been pay- paying any attention to you. How have you got the A title? I'm, f- I'm getting that back because you blundered your way into this and you've beaten Dom. Dom's crap. We all know he's crap. And you just it was anyone could have beaten him. And you've, you've like you say, you've blundered into, you just collapsed on Axiom or whoever it was to win this. And now you've beaten Dom, who's the worst North American champion ever. That's my belt. I want that belt. Give me my belt back. I think that's, 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 I, I think the same. Like, hey, 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 hey. That's all right. 
Yeah. The thing about Trick winning this belt, oh, yeah. about this belt now is that he wasn't obviously supposed to be in the match. So they've already had to come up with a solution to the Mustafa Ali problem. Mm. So this was never... Like, Trick and Mellow's been the story, obviously, for a little while. But this was never necessarily going to be the... Um, like, the original outcome for right now. Like whatever was going to be the thing that was going to tear them yeah. apart, it wasn't necessarily going to be this. But uh, I think now they've got their thing. They've got their thing. It's Trick finding success and Mellow being the one to resent it. Like, I... After you've said that, I can totally see that they go the other way with it, and maybe mm, yeah. um, Trick Williams, like, I'll trick means, baby face to, be means to help Mello, fails in his attempt to help Mello, dragging off wins, and then he's like, Mello's like, well, what, what the hell were you doing there? He's like, I'd have, have Trick be the baby face. I'm just saying, yeah. I don't think that's the way it's going to mm. shake out. Because I do wonder if, like, Ali was always designed to be the person to take the title off Dominic, and now he's gone. It's like, well, Doesn't sound s- like it. <laughs> yeah, I'd like this. You know I, I mean, well, that doesn't know what the right's doing anyway. Yeah. Mm. But I, I thought this. I thought they're just going to go all the way with Trick here. And he definitely, definitely wins. And he beats Dominic. And maybe not, because Dominic's one of the draws, isn't he? So yeah. you've got to keep the belt on him. It's unpredictable. But yeah, to Cedric's point, like, what we've just done there is a bit of preview content wrapped into a review, because we don't know yet. Mm. Yes. Stupid I I, finish if you're still meant to receive Trick as a baby you face. Know what? I, Even if Carmelo points out, oh, that was stupid, because, well, it is. I wish he hadn't won like this. I'm, I, I, think it, I think it works really well in there. I get, yeah, like the idea of like, you, like Melo's got this. You can have Carmelo turn on him without him looking like a complete competition winner. Yeah, you don't deserve this would be the rationale. You didn't deserve the shot. You didn't deserve I this. Think, so. I think, he, but I think it doesn't look too bad because Trick's like, I didn't just stumble into it. I fought twice. I fought Joe Gacy and I fought in a four-way the same night. Yeah, I might have mm-hmm. got the victory by, by fluke, but I Work my ass off to get in But then position. it's wrestling. Wrestling's so stupid because even if Carmelo says, oh, well, you know, you didn't deserve it. Like, Trick could say, I won you the belts all the time. Yeah. Mm. By you cheating. Yeah. That's a difference. Oh, we're all stupid, right? Okay, let's wrap it up and go home and let's invent a new thing that I can do. Trick, Trick well, Williams. I'll join what culture gaming. Stole the show for me here. And this win went, went made me go from, do I stay up on Saturday night? And watch it, or do I just get up early on Sunday and watch it? Trick Williams winning, I went, I'm saying I'm watching it. No, I'm you're watching not. this. I am, 100%. I mean, if, obviously, if Eric's Eric, asleep. Yeah, Eric will be up. He'll be watching it with me, if anything, probably. Because tricks are for kids. Actually. That's a serious Actually. Uh, right, we go back main to the event restaurant. Time? Hmm? Huh? What did you say? Main event time? No, 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 no. But, well, the main event for, for me. But Double not main event. Show, because we go back double to the, main event. Go back to the re- restaurant. Out of numbers. Uh, here comes uh, OT. Um, yeah. Uh... So, oh, you're finally here. We asked you to impress, ask you to impress us, and you did. Uh, and Stax is like, hey, hey, take no joke. You had yourself to see the table. Uh, Terrible. Tony says, uh, oh, I must have worked up an appetite, so we'll uh, pull up a chair, and uh, we got a booster seat for scripts. <laughs> <laughs> huge pop. Huge pop here. Huge pop in the restaurant. Huge pop. Huge pop in the Citric household. Yeah, yeah it's good stuff, this. And they're like, oh, hey, hey, don't disrespect him. And I'm short. So I'm allowed. Scripps is like, huh, it's all right, I bought some cheese for the rats. And I was like, don't you, f- I'll come through the screen for you, Scripps. Tony's like, oh! Anyway, they, they you know that uh, OTM is serious because, uh, guys, they sit backwards on chairs. Uh, Let's wrap. I'll do the rest of this podcast like that. I've just realised how often the crotch goes in my, uh, in my jeans. It's brilliant. Oh, my, <laughs> my arms. Oh. I'm so unfit. Like your hip's not really hurt. Now we've, I feel like we just changed demographics here. We're looking yeah. so young all of a sudden. 
my, sitting backwards on chairs. Oh, my hips. <laughs> I'm just, I need to do some yoga. I need to do some running. Let me make some changes, guys. <laughs> um, Which you can only, that's a conclusion you can only come to when you sit backwards on a chair because it really makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> that's rare. Uh, Br- Brutus was great in this as well. Whilst all this is kicking off, he's like, this focaccia bread's awesome, guys. <laughs> and Stag's like, at least someone's enjoying our hospitality. And then they're all like, all right, which team's going to be? And Lost of like, should be us. It's going to be all of them, like I said. The Creed brothers are like, all right, should be us. He's like, doing a bit when he said it wasn't going to be this, by the way. What? Yesterday. What do you mean? In the preview, I said it's going to be all the tag teams in a match, and he's disagreed. I, don't, I didn't care. All right, okay. Like this thanks. whole this whole month of this, like, this division's so crazy. We can't, it's been terrible. Yeah, it's... I was just like, don't make him risk losing the title on telly. I was like, just keep this going. Keep this, this train rolling it's for me. Terrible. This train sucks. No, I just, I'm just scared of them losing the title. Well, what, what, what would go? What would you miss? This? I mean, if he, what if he stacks, gets fired? Well, do well, I, do don't make it that dark. Yeah, what do we do then? I, I just, I just love that. Like this. I mean, there, there, there's two four-way tags this weekend, so now they're in direct competition. Oh, yeah. Is it possible that because merely, let's be honest, because of the creeds, is there a chance that Stacks and Tony D have a better four-way tag than the Young Bucks? No, I, f- I f- hope so. Bucks. <laughs> is, is it Lucha Bros in it? Probably. There was it. Boxing each brothers. Whoa. Uh, who else? <laughs> the losers are fighting friggin' um, MJF and Cole, aren't they? So it's not them. Young Bucks? No, oh, sorry, yeah. The other guys are, uh, what are they called? The Righteous. Thank you. <laughs> I got crazy. I forgot the goddamn names. Maybe they're the crazy ones. <laughs> uh, no, no. Who else is in the match? It's not Aussie Open. They're fighting FTR. It's Bucks, Luchas. The Hardy's in it. The God. No, thank f- God, it's the. But I'm sorry, Wilborn. The Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, the Guns, Orange Cassidy and Hook. Orange Cat, yeah. Oh yeah. Are they called Orange Hook. Is that their team name? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, they're all. Oh, it's Red Hook. Red Hook. But Orange Hook. But orange Hook. Maybe that's why I did read that somewhere. Unless I made it up. I feel like I've seen it written down somewhere. Oh, right. Maybe so, you know, and sometimes on the Wikipedia for the card, some people, some people. Orange Hook. That's good now. Yeah, they get a bit creative with it. I'm going to treat myself, and I'm going to put this match. Like higher up on it because me, the Wikipedia editor, has deemed it more important. Yeah. Uh, so they're all arguing. Meanwhile, Bruce is like, "Anyone that chicken dish?" Uh, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to be a cakewalk." Bruce is like, "Who's talking about cake?" I love him. Uh, you going to eat that? OTM threatened Tony <laughs> and snacks, and Tony snaps his fingers, and here come the rest of the gang. Idiots! You think you're coming into our territory like that? You bloody losers! And Tony's like, "Oh, sit down, everybody, shut up. This is what we're going to do." Everybody make good cases. Oh, God, there's so much stacks. Stacks. Uh, Tony says, oh, it's our first title defense on a PLE. We don't want nobody saying, oh, you picked your favorites, oh, you took the easy road. None of that. It's high risk. You want to see all of your ugly mugs at no mercy. If you don't like it, there's the door. No one leaves. And he's like, I didn't think so. And Stacks is like, we procured your favorite beverages to make this official. But Tony says, oh, to the fatal four-way. Salute. What terrible, terrible mafia guys these are. <laughs> Isn't the whole point of being in the mafia is to like you don't have to work like a like a schmuck for your whole life like work really hard nine to five for like a pittance Johnny work a day yeah. yeah isn't the whole point of being in the mafia is that you use the fact that you are not operating within the parameters of the law to do not that much work and get loads and loads of money yeah, surely that's the point people for cash scams. Intimidation, grift. Sometimes all you need to do is get a bunch of degenerate gamblers into a room, do nothing except be the house, and the house always wins. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. 
and then you get money. Like, isn't that the? Why are the mafia characters making it so difficult for themselves? Respectable businessmen now. They've gone legit. They're not. Have they gone legit? Is that yeah. what we're saying? You made this up in your head to justify liking rubbish things. The Perriers need to stop this. And when the Godfather went legit. Get back in the Jacksonville territory with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Stacks. Stacks, why are you? Oh, no, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> why are you working so hard, man? I'm a good guy. I got, I got legit. We got straight. Is that, so you're admitting to doing crimes beforehand? Is, huh? that, is that the implication of what you've just said? Sitch, what's the deal? <laughs> Double jeopardy, isn't it? Tony D already went to prison and he got out, so he can't be charged twice. Statute of limitations. Yeah. Stark's cheat of. Sitch, what's the deal with Italy? Italy? It's I thought a... I'd do some more country-based stuff after yesterday's success. Okay. Well, uh, I don't want to conflate the two countries, but Italy is also a country <laughs> in Europe. Very, very famous for its uh, world-beating cuisine. I don't know if it's France-beating, if you're a true, true, um, you know, purveyor of the classics or a consumer of the classics, um, but Italian food, wine, culture, um, very deep and rich history. Again, another superb footballing side historically. And there is a deep, deep divide, a huge, profound um, divide um, in terms of distribution of wealth between the North and the South. I know that about Italy. Um, I believe the North... In direct contrast to uh, England, actually, uh, which you love to visit because you're here every Indeed. week. Um, the, in England, where it's the north, you that's... You to our bit where we're kind yeah, of struggling. Yeah, we're kind of struggling, <laughs> impoverished, and all the money's in the south. You flip it upside down in Italy, and it's the north, which is the, uh, the fulcrum and where a lot of the money is, and like they are they have pretty hostile and condescending towards the south. So there is a divide um, within Italy, and it's been the case for ages. That's why um, Diego Maradona was so beloved um, by the people of Naples for playing for Napoli. And that's why Diego Maradona himself, who grew up in an impoverished area of Argentina. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he grew up in an impoverished area of Argentina, so he was drawn yeah. um, to to the Napoli side, and that's why they had such this symbiotic like hero um, worship so, yeah, so other than, you know, the, the problems with Italy, um, you know, culturally, wonderful landmarks. Great, again, great artists. Gr some of the great all-time artist stacks. You look really interested. Indeed. In this, uh, come, have emerged from Italy. And the national team isn't what it was anymore, but you've got a wonderful player um, by the name of Sandro Tonali, <laughs> who's going to lead them into a new golden, e uh, golden period. And that's the deal with Italy. Maybe if I uh, remember prior to the next week's podcast, I might visit uh, down south and uh, give you some thoughts on the preview part. If I please remind me to do that on Tuesday. Anyway, uh, I actually uh, oh, I like this bit. Can you start stage about a different country every week? I'm a, learning so much. I took a trip down to uh, Italy recently. I had a, a few too many to drink, and I, I, I got in a cab, and uh, the cab driver said. It's a fine if uh, you're sick on my seats. I said, thanks, but I'll throw up everywhere. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, Stacks. This doesn't well, Stacks. Oh, no. See, three jokes. How three... cartoonish are we going to go? Three jokes, three questions. Uh, well, as three... I talk to Stacks. <laughs> See, what's the best place to sleep in Italy? Know, the leaning tower of Pisa, so you can prop oh, yourself up against it. Thinking like a Tony D, like a hotel. All right, I... Ah, which one? Time to play the game. 
I can't. <laughs> I was going to lean back and just send myself flying off this backward face in the chair. The game is Heads of Tails. What did I say? The Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah. Or Heads or Tails is a... Oh, Tell. Tails. Is that fair? And oh, Tails. Good, not right. What's the best point to sleep in Italy? You already said it yourself, Sitch. Napoli. Ah, nap, Oli. That's good. Hamlet, second joke, second question, second joke for you. How do Italians say goodbye? <sighs> well, I know ciao. it's ciao, but yeah. it's not that. It's not, not that. that. <laughs> Let me tell you. How do they say goodbye? Um Right, okay. How do the Italians say goodbye? What are they? So they're like farewell. <sighs> See ya. Arrivederci. Oh, Charles, hello. Arrivederci's goodbye. Yeah. Is there some kind of pun on Arrivederci? Nothing's springing to mind. Can't even do the yeah. coin flip. Don't know stacks. I'm pressed. I'm that coin flip. Yeah, it's, good. I, it's clean. How do I tell you and say goodbye? <laughs> Pasta la vista. <laughs> Jesus Christ, stacks. Final one for you, Sigi. <laughs> How do Italians have sex? <laughs> Why should you never make fun of an Italian baker? Hmm? Never do that, guys. Food punsters, this is your arena. Right. Uh, they'll tell you to forget yourself. Uh, what's an Italian uh, pastry? An Italian pudding? Tiramisu. There's little things called where like, they're rolled and there's like a like chocolate in the middle. It's, it's great. I can't remember what they're called. Twist. No, but yeah, like them. What's the joke, Sap? Why should you Question. never make fun of an Italian baker? Is it cannoli? Is that what they're called? So nice, then. Oh, my it's God. So Cannolis nice. are good. Yeah. And a pistachio cannoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was jacked it there and then. Like green, yellowy <laughs> colour pistachio. Oh, yes. Uh, Anyone who gets it that sells it, man? That sounds like a stupid question, but they're coming more normalised. What like, you need to do is on a Sunday, get the farm to the Quayside Market. Yes. There's yeah. a stall. Spoiled for choice there, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. There's a, there's a, I don't actually, because it's a thing in heaven now where once a month you get su- selected market stalls and they do the, oh, my God, when's the next one of them? Holy don't know stocks. Why should you never make fun of an Italian baker? Because <laughs> he'll kick the fuck at you. Ah! <laughs> you were so goddamn close! I was close! Bye, Stacks. Wilborn, you were quite quiet there again. Do we, hey. have, to, do we have to bleep that or not? No, 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 no. You just said focaccia. Okay. It's just, a, I said it earlier on when uh, uh, Brutus was eating it. If only of our sponsors are listening. Um, I hope not. Dom. We could have got a focaccia sponsor, wouldn't it? It's yeah. just like nice free food to the office. Yeah. I'll look into it. Uh, <laughs> Dom doesn't care about Trick being his opponent. Big deal, he says. He's going to whoop him. Uh, HBK needs to realise that he doesn't run NXT. Dom does. He's going to destroy Trick just like he destroyed Dragon Lee. And then Dragon Lee came in and attacked him. Later on, we find out Dragon Lee's going to be a special guest referee on Saturday. Get in. Bloody love these special guest referees making a mess. Get a mask with black and white stripes. Yes! Um, The way to your heart is so easy. Gear stuff. It's for tires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We saw a little video. There was a TV on. Nothing will beat the nothing will beat the Judgment Day referee shirt. Uh, Ah, so good. It was like that Undertaker purple, wasn't it? Yes, it it was. 
Someone's flicking through the channels watching WCW Saturday Night and an old Bengals video. Who could this possibly be? <laughs> Jade Cargill. <laughs> I, I, I love this so much. It's it, they're probably going to do some kind of gimmick where Brian Pillman Jr. is trying to escape the vast shadow cast by his father. <laughs> Good luck with that asshole. <laughs> What do, you do, what do you do? Worth a try in Brian. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, if, your, if your man Phil Brooks is such a genius, why did he put him on his list? <laughs> did they ever have the match? They didn't, did they? <laughs> I, think, I think you actually watched him week. Contract signing He's done yeah. some bad stuff. Has he? Well, he's, he's, like, he hasn't. He's said some very stupid things. I think the problem with uh, Brian Pillman is that he's not too bright. Maybe he's not that bad a person. He's smashed the like on some pretty dumb stuff. Yeah. Contract signing time. Ilya like Dragunov and Mello. Uh, no, Matt Hardy. Yeah, Hayes comes down person. with a championship. I'm bored of talking about Pillman. Uh, Hayes is coming down to sign the championship. And I just said Matt Hardy, so I want to go. Oh. <laughs> God. God. So it turns out it was a lot better. Hey, at least it's not Matt Hardy. Uh, I'll do a car wheel, Matt and Nick. Uh, Mello gets the mic. Show my ass if it gets me on the show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we. Oh, no mercy. Mello gets the mic, says, uh, let's just get on with this. Uh, Ilya says, always the wrong person at the wrong time, uh, and you're the wrong man for the NXT championship. Uh, Mello says, wrong person, just like you, a great American bash. Great. (laughs) (laughs) God bless the United States. Little baddie. He didn't want (laughs) me for last week to happen, but uh, normally I'll see. He can and will beat him. Ilya says, look, I can see you struggle outside of your comfort zone. I'll make you feel unbearable pain. <laughs> unbearable pain, says off, <laughs> Ilya. It's uh, <laughs> unbearable pain is uh, Ilya believing his own hype, actually. So. Is uh, Ilya coming to the Christmas party? I think he said he will. Oh, oh no, Ilya Dragon. I'm not off, bowling man. on his lane. I'm not bowling on his lane. He likes to throw himself down the lane. <laughs> uh, uh, make me one of the pins. He's going to beat Mello. Uh, oh, no, he said, yeah, unbearable pain is you believe in your own height, basically. Uh, Ilya says, all these people know I'm going to fulfill my destiny. Uh, what are you going to do when you've thrown everything you have at me and I won't stay down, when you shoot your best shot and you miss? Um, Mello says, look, the reality is um, being NXT champion isn't about how much pain you can endure, how many veins you can pop out of your head. It's about being undeniable, about being him. Uh, he's, not, he's not like the people Ilya's been Every before. one of these is the same. Yeah, what are we talking about here, man? I like this slip. He's not like the people he's beaten before, though. He's not Oro. He's not Wes. He's not Trick. Oh, oh. Uh, he says, he, well, Ilya signs a contract, slams it down in front of him, um, and says, Mello, you're going to do nothing because you can't do anything. Um, I'm tired of letting destiny slip between my fingers, and I'm going to get crowned the new NXT champion. Uh, your dynasty's going to fall. Long live the Tsar. And Mello signs the contract, gets in his face, and says, look, I want you to understand that the title's bigger than both of us. It's a beacon of hope for kids who look like me. Um, I'm sure you can carry the title and do it with dignity. Can you do it better than me? Absolutely not. The boring, yeah, the trick Mello drama, I think, has been really well established. Ilya Dragunov will kind of, and he's done this with me loads, he's kind of forced me to just appreciate what I'm watching because he's weird and a lot of the time, like, oh, God, they're chopping each other again. No way, his chest gone pink, what? But like, he, kinda, <laughs> what? he sort of drags, he drags you kicking and screaming just the way he'd like into enjoying his matches. <laughs> this promo made me think the first 10 minutes of this match are going to be deathly dull to a silent crowd. Yeah. Like, they will get there, 
There will be huge drama with all the key characters. You might even see a title change. I'm sort of interested in Neely Dragunov as a world champion. Mm -hmm. So it's effective in spite of itself because this was not good. This was the same scripted, like, premise establishing stuff you would get in week one and then maybe an angle develops by week five and none has really been mm. forthcoming. So we're back to repeat the premise in what's supposed to be the go-home angle. Like, I think this will get good, but it won't start that way. We go out to the parking lot. Bron and Baron fighting again. Bron throws Corbin into a car and dents it. Uh, Corbin tries to get in the car, but Bron pulls him out. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to spear the door off. He just collided with the door, in fact. Um... Bron counters getting thrown into that big rolling door thing that they have, slams Corbin into it, puts Corbin on the car. It looks like he's going to do something with him, but Corbin low blows him uh, and grabs him and slams him onto the car roof. And Bron sits up like the Undertaker and just jumps on Corbin. He gets slammed into the hood. They end up brawling into the building. And then he spears Corbin through a wall, destroying HBK's office before people have to come in and break it up. Great go-home angle. The face on Bron Breaker when he was like screaming his head off was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's demented audio. It's also we pressed press these. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Going, I was like, yeah. Oh, let me just bleed, man. <laughs> Follow me at I'm Cedric on top of that. Uh, at Michael Hamlet, what a scream! It sounded like you were screaming in rage at the these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> My dragon off, press the button. Maybe maybe scream my balls. <laughs> <laughs> scream on these. <laughs> oh, that's your thoughts ahead of NXT. No mercy on that on this show on X uh, at What Culture WWE at Michael Hamler at MC because we said at Adam Wilborn for me. Uh, we'll be back later on today uh, for the AW Dynamite preview and a live Q and A on the What Culture Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel as well. But for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks as part of the Dudley Boys to the other Dudley Boys. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.